0: Oak City Move is a podcast on 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people creating positive change in the triangle and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to our blog at blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC
1: 881. 88.1 WKNC. My name's Sarah. My name is Janae. And you're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly program here on WKNC. Today we're talking to Athena from Oaks and Spokes, which is a local organization here in Raleigh. Hey, Athena. Hello. Would you mind telling us a little bit about your job in the organization and what the organization does?
2: Yeah, I am with Oaks and Spokes. So we are a bike advocacy group for Raleigh. Uh, I am the at-large coordinator. So I've been working to coordinate various types of events, including Cranksgiving, which is what we're going to talk about.
1: So what is Cranksgiving?
2: Well, it's a nationwide event that uh, encourages local groups to bring together cyclists and donate all the food to (laughs) local charities. So basically, this year is our fourth annual Cranksgiving ride. We're partnering with Crank Arm Brewing, and uh, we're uh, benefiting Raleigh Rescue Mission. And people will come out, ride their bikes, and shop for food, donate it all to a great cause.
0: That's awesome. Is the crank name and the partner just coincidence then? Basically, yeah. And <laughs> we
2: lucked
1: out with that one. Yeah. And so what does Oaks and Spokes do other than Cranksgiving um, just, I guess, the rest of the year?
2: Yeah, well, we put on a huge uh, bike festival at the in May for Bike Month. We host social rides. We put on uh, various types of events to help promote ridership in Raleigh. And we try to help educate and promote people's ability to uh, know what's going on in their local government regarding bike lanes and bike infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So, all sorts of things.
0: Yeah. Um, what would you say to people? Um, because depending on this area, you can be in hilly areas or pretty flat areas. What would you say to people who say that Raleigh's not a bikeable city?
2: Well, Raleigh is a bikeable city, and uh, I do believe that there's a wide variety of cyclists. It's true that we don't have uh, really coherent bike infrastructure, but it's improving. Every single year, the city is providing more funding to improve those conditions, and I think it's a matter of rider confidence, and that's something that we, we like to focus on is helping people feel better and safer on their bikes. And what is kind of the history of this organization? How did it get
1: started and what sort of sparked the, you know, idea for having an organization about
2: uh, encouraging bike uh, bike riding and bicycle safety and things like that? Yeah. Well, uh, for the same reason that some people didn't believe that Raleigh is a biking city, people gathered together and was like, no, wait, no, no, no. That's that's a misconception here. And that's sort of why Oaks and Spokes formed our f- <laughs> our founder. Uh, Christy she is very passionate about bikes and wanted to find reasons and encourage people to feel safe and have fun on bikes as well so that's what we want to facilitate um, it's really that simple
1: <laughs> and so what kind of people do you guys get within the organization and like the kind of crowds you guys draw at events is it more locals or college students kids you know what is there like kind of one sort of demographic or is it widespread
2: We're trying to expand our demographic as much as possible. Uh, For the first few years, it was finding those people who are already comfortable on their bikes, which was great because, you know, they continue to help facilitate our growth. And in the more recent years, we're reaching out to students, lower-income individuals, and people who are a little bit more nervous while riding on their bikes. We do a lot more uh, rides that are catering to people who are a little bit more nervous And we're still catering to the folks who rock on bikes already, and it's just a spectrum.
1: (laughs) And so what are some of the benefits of having a bike or using a bike as um, a mode of transportation?
2: Well, (laughs) I made the mistake of driving here just now in rush hour traffic, and (laughs) it's, it's something. A definite benefit is that you get to develop your own personal opinion of why riding a bike is great. Some people do it for the exercise, some people do it for the convenience, some people do it because it's their way to get to and fro. Um, You don't need to worry about car expenses, and you don't need to worry about things like parking. It's really satisfying to just go with a bike, have everything you need right there, and take you wherever you want to go.
1: And so line bikes, for people who don't know, are um, these kinds of bikes where if you don't have your own bike, you can download this app where you can rent a bike so to speak um but you don't have to return it to the place where you rented it from so i just wanted to gauge what your opinion was on line bikes do they help you know promote bicycle awareness and like the usage of bicycles or as uh, some some might say that they you know kind of
0: commodify it
1: yeah and you know cuz a lot of people that use line bikes might not necessarily know all the rules or have a helmet because they right. don't come with helmets so what were some of your thoughts on that
2: well The first reaction is, yay, more people on bikes. (laughs) That's great. And it's also great that it's drawing attention to uh, ridership in Raleigh. So the more that we get just a focus on that sort of growth in Raleigh, the more that we're going to be supported through our government for that infrastructure that we Mm -hmm. need. Um, And that's also why we're out and about, because we want to be a familiar face say, hey, thank you for riding your bike, but also remember that it's state law to ride with a front and rear light while riding at night. And while it's not necessarily a law to ride with a helmet, it's highly advisable because it could save your life. Yeah, And just the more time uh, people see us out there saying that same thing, the more they're processing, digesting it, and hopefully you know, accepting it into their ridership habits too.
1: Definitely. And so... What have some of the responses been to Oaks and Spokes or just, you know, raising awareness about bicycling in general? Because I can definitely see the positives of it, like you mentioned, but then there are also certain people who might say, you know, oh, like bikers, you know, are a nuisance to drivers or they, you know, cause all sorts of issues and like wasting taxpayer money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what would you say to that? And like, have you ever dealt with that um, in working with the organization?
2: I mean, That's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, People will always have differing opinions and I think it's just important for us as an organization to say, but we're not speaking necessarily to you. We're speaking to the people who do need to rely on bikes for transportation. We're relying on uh, just cyclists in general to help promote the awareness. Mm -hmm. We think that it should be safe to ride in Raleigh that's the bottom line and nobody is going to just disappear from you know the cycling community here we just we want it to grow and we want it to be noticed respected and yeah does that answer it (laughs) (laughs) definitely it's it's a hard question without getting into like the nitty-gritty politics of it all
1: definitely because there's definitely like you said there it while it seems like it's something that so inherently you know it might seem so simple to someone like myself or you like thinking about, you know, oh, cycling, like, that seems like a perfectly rational idea. There are so many people that would disagree. And then, like you said, there's so much politics to it mm-hmm. because, um, you know, all the discussions about, you know, well, wasting taxpayer
2: money and blah, blah, blah. So it's
1: definitely a lot more of an in-depth issue than people would mm-hmm.
2: think. Yes. And, uh, you know, Oaks and Spokes is a growing organization, too. So we're trying to find how to communicate certain pieces of information, like, it isn't spending a whole lot of taxpayer money to put down some bike lanes. Um, the, it, you have to take things into context when you hear mm-hmm. those little bits. Like looking at the numbers and yeah. things like that. And uh, I know that it's it's been a huge mm-hmm. leap of growth in the past few years in terms of the infrastructure that Raleigh is putting down. So it's shocking to a lot of people who have lived here for you know a long time that mm-hmm. suddenly there are cyclists everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Another big thing I know for cyclists are like greenways, Mm -hmm. but like are those something that uh, you guys look at as well or is it mainly biking on streets and things like that?
2: Oh, no. We want to look at everything that regards where cyclists can go. Mm -hmm. Um, We do actually have a piece of the uh, greenway that we do cleanups with every quarter. We just had ours uh, last Saturday.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Yeah,
2: it's you know our participation is is broad in the fact that we want to make sure that these public spaces. Though we are a bike organization, we want to also make sure that it's taken care of for our community in general.
0: So that's a um, bit of the physical component, like going out and cleaning something, Mm -hmm. versus um, advocacy information sharing, which is more of like a policy type or like sharing (laughs) of information versus like physical action yeah that like sense. i guess like I'm, more like abstract versus i'm very physical. sick right now um, <laughs> but is there um i was wondering if there's anything you do to put adults who don't know how to ride bikes like in touch with people is there any sort of um place that you can direct them to because i think That's in the question. way um especially because too like in a yeah. big city like raleigh it's very different than you know kind of
1: the smaller town sort of upbringing because there might not have been a lot of places to ride your bike yeah. so um, growing like, up
0: um, when people want to like refute something um, whether they like actually are on that stance or not like with veganism people would be like oh well like some people have to eat meat even if they're not necessarily one because they want to shut it down <laughs> do people say like oh some people can't ride bikes and then what do you say back to that
2: uh, it's that's also a very sensitive aspect because you don't know what their background is and why they're afraid of riding bikes and um, I, I personally am working towards what we're going to call a jitter buster beginner ride, which is gathering people who are more or less afraid to, you know, come out on the greenway, somewhere that is protected and away from cars, and help kind of confront those fears a little bit. Um, as I said, Oaks and Spokes is a growing organization, so feedback like that and asks from us helps us move forward with specific goals. Mm
1: -hmm. And for Thanksgiving in particular, because that's the event that's coming up, how did Oaks and Spokes get involved with that? Because I know it's a national event, but how did Oaks and Spokes, you know, kind of, lean towards doing it specifically in Raleigh and finding the partners that you guys did.
2: Yeah. Um, Actually, Rebecca Proudfoot was uh, one of the first people to bring Cranksgiving into Raleigh. And it was just something that she had heard through the grapevine, essentially, at least I believe. And (laughs) she wanted to implement it in Raleigh. And the first year, it wasn't associated with Oaks and Spokes. Mm -hmm. The following year, because, you know, like-minded individuals and bike enthusiasts will gather... Uh, Oaks and Spokes took it on, and we've been, you know, adopting it since then. And it's just one of those rides that is for anybody. We have families come out. We have, you know, your spandex cyclists. We have your commuter cyclists. Students come out, and it's such a heartwarming event because everybody has fun. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's a great sight to see.
1: And would you mind breaking down for me? So what exactly happens in the event, like, you know, from the time— People, you know, meet up. Is it kind of like a collective thing where everybody goes on the same route together? Does everybody kind of take their own path? Like what? Just, just kind of give me, paint, paint a yeah. picture for me if you don't mind.
2: Um, it's a choose your own adventure type thing. So we will provide a map with locations of the stores that we suggest that you go to, including the farmer's market. And uh, there are certain achievements that you can be <laughs> <Yeah>. made. <laughs> and uh, it's really up to you what your participation level will be like. We are working with DGX, which is located right downtown. So for people who can't make those longer rides, you know, just go there, shop for a few items like shampoo and uh, toothpaste and soap, bring it on back, donate for a good cause and participate in the fun. And it's, yeah, um, we will just give you the map and you depart at one thirty. I guess I should say, like, registration would be at 1. It's free to register. And and <laughs> uh, you get two and a half hours to ride. Mm-hmm. So you come back. We weigh the food, and we just sort of lay it out in a huge cornucopia. and oh, wow. It all just gets sent to the Raleigh rescue mission. I'm sure it looks really cool by the end of the day. You know, <laughs> seeing all that food together—it's so satisfying. Last year, we brought in over two thousand three hundred pounds of food. Wow, so, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: And you said too that there is an exhibit um, on display at the same time that people can visit. Um,
2: Would you tell me a a little bit about that? Yeah, we're partnering with NC Vision Zero because uh, they're putting on a memorial uh, at the Capitol building, I believe. So it it happens during the same day. And even if you aren't participating in Cranksgiving, uh, you could definitely attend such a, a site. It's a memorial to acknowledge people who have been hit and injured or potentially killed by cars while riding their bikes. So it's a very touching reflection, and it helps remind us just to be safe, just to look out for everybody and, you know, have fun on your bike, but be safe. Definitely. We're going to take a quick break to listen to a
1: couple of songs, but we'll continue to talk to Athena when we come back. The first song I got for you guys is called Bikes by Rubble Bucket. You're listening to 88.1 WKNC. 88.1 WKNC. That song you just heard was called Bicycle Race by Queen, and the song before that was called Bikes by Rubble Bucket. (laughs) My name's Sarah. My name's Janae. And you're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly program here on WKNC. We're talking to Athena from Oaks and Spokes. Hey, Athena. And uh, we're talking about an event that Oaks and Spokes is helping sponsor called Cranksgiving. So would you mind giving us a quick recap for those that are just tuning in about what Oaks and Spokes is and what Cranksgiving is?
2: Yeah. Oaks and Spokes is Raleigh's nonprofit bicycle advocacy organization. And Cranksgiving is a, an annual event that invites cyclists to come out, ride their bikes, to go sh- grocery shopping. And we donate it all to a charity and the year it's Raleigh Rescue Mission.
1: And so, Janae, you had asked Athena a question during the break about, you know, her background on bikes. Would you mind doing that one again just so everyone Mm -hmm. can hear?
0: My question was, what was your bike story? Did you always ride a bike? Did you get really into bikes and bike advocacy as
2: an adult? What's the story there? Um, Basically, as a kid and a little sister to two older brothers— When I was, you know, four or five, I got a bike, learned how to ride it, and then my summers were filled with us just being gone the entire day, riding bikes with walkie-talkies and water balloons.
1: Like we said in the break, it's very Stranger Things-esque, you know? (laughs) But probably weren't any monsters in your town.
2: No, no, but... (laughs) But there were bikes. <laughs> but there cool. were a lot of, bikes. Bikes. Lots of bikes. bikes, and it was nice because then I moved to a larger city, and I was more comfortable riding on bikes uh, throughout the city. And then I moved elsewhere and continued to expand my comfort with bikes in general. Uh, what brought me into the advocacy chain was that I was actually hit as a cyclist. Oh wow! Um, and it it sucks, and. I, my heart goes out to every single person who has an incident like that. And I want to work my hardest to have that just be minimalized and make sure that people are happy on their bikes.
1: Definitely. Um, and Janae, you had asked also about. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't I'll just go remember. I was yeah, like, I'll there was something she had said that was very <laughs> interesting, but I can't remember what it is. I do um, it every time.
0: Okay. I know for me, when I um, first came to NC State, I was like, I should get a bike. That makes sense. But I haven't ridden a bike since I was maybe nine years old. I'm 19 now. And I got too overwhelmed with figuring out what kind of bike to get or how to find out what kind of bike I should get or if every bike is just a bike. And I just didn't get one because I wasn't sure I wanted to make the wrong purchase. Do you have any um, recommendations to people looking for a right bike for them
2: on how to learn that Yes. Have fun searching for your bike. (laughs) Um, Basically, the biggest consideration to make is the frame size, and that's going to accommodate your height. Um, When you start to search for your next bike, you want to figure out what kind of riding ideally you would like to do. If you're going to be doing more city-oriented riding, uh, you'll want to do something commuter-based, so a hybrid of sorts. If you are interested in longer rides that, you know, just you hunker down and for 50 miles you're on the road. I don't know about that. A road bike. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take a, take a bike out to Umstead, you'll want to get something a little bit more, you know, durable for that sort of a ride. So there's a huge variety of bikes and um, I would say just focus first on what kind of riding you want to do and go to a bike shop and talk to the bike people (laughs) say bike people i'm looking for a new bike help me and they're going to be really happy to put you onto a bike
1: and you are one of these bike people and (laughs) of of sorts because you are a bike mechanic right yes um what's that like and how did you get into you know that aspect of (laughs) of being gay a bike lover
2: well, um, I lived, well, I still live nearby Oak City Cycling, and uh, on their newsletter, they just had posted earlier on the in the year, hey, we're hiring a part-time bike mechanic, come interview. And almost jokingly to myself, I applied because I, I knew nothing about bike mechanics. I just knew I loved bikes. <laughs> so the fact that uh, I've been adopted into the Oak City Cycling family and started to learn the vast knowledge of bike mechanics is really great. I, I'm very fortunate and excited that I could help people fix their bikes to continue to go ride.
1: Definitely. And is it easy for people to be able to do their own bike repairs and things of that sort? Um, Because I know that's probably another thing that new cyclists, you know, they might not necessarily think about until it happens, but you know, if you have something wrong with your bike chain, I don't even know what the problems (laughs) would be. I'm like oil chain. I don't know, but If you do have such a problem, like, what's the best way to learn? I mean, because obviously you can Google stuff, but you won't, you know, it's, yeah. it doesn't substitute from, like, having someone teach you, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, well, right now, Oak City Cycling uh, has a basic bike maintenance class every second Wednesday, and it goes through how to repair a flat, how to, uh, you know, lube up your chain, and how to diagnose what may be wrong with your bike. So those are really good examples of where to go if you're brand new to bike ownership. Mm-hmm. And, and what, um, Oaks I'm sorry, but what
0: time on Wednesdays is, is that in case anyone listening was interested? Yeah,
2: it happens about 7.15. So the shop closes at 7 and we wait for a few moments to let people come in and then we take it from there. It's about an hour long, depending on how many people and how many questions there are. Definitely. Um, and so what are some of your
1: tips, having been in... in uh, avid bicyclist (laughs) yourself you know some of the tips for new bikers you know obviously other than you know you know what like we talked about choosing right new bike and maintenance what are some of your other tips i guess for you know staying safe and for getting better at cycling i guess because even if you know how to just do the basic mission of riding a bike there are like still different you know aspects of riding where you're like so you're riding on like a different kind of terrain or something like that that you might not necessarily be anticipating as a new Mm -hmm. bike rider
2: Uh, First and foremost, I encourage all cyclists to be predictable. So what that is, is try to be as visible as you possibly can. Try to communicate your intentions as clearly as possible. And remember that there are other people and those outside variables are beyond your control. So do everything that you can to be a safe cyclist. Um, The road conditions will sometimes be abrupt. For instance, bike lanes may, may end. And that's a scary situation to be in when you're a cyclist. But be confident that you own that space around you. You are entitled to four feet of space around you. And also know that sometimes cars will not always know that too. (laughs) So take it within your own control to be uh, just aware. And yeah. What are some of your favorite, favorite places to bike? Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I I recently got a, a bike that has thicker tires. So it uh-huh. absorbs some of the ride. And I took it out to Umstead, which is, you know, bike haven, really. <sighs> and the the adrenaline of being able to take the the rocky terrain without feeling as though my bike was going to just tip over at any time. It was so immensely satisfying. Oh. <laughs> it was great because leaves were falling, the trees are just whizzing by you, and you are, you know, in this unique piece of world that you are pedaling through yourself.
1: Yeah. It's like a and- bike commercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you said um, that you just got a new bike. How, um, do you have multiple bikes for different types of riding?
2: So I, I haven't yet achieved that status completely. Mm-hmm. I was riding... Quite a collector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's definitely contagious. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get them all. Um, and then like the bike gear, because yeah. there's like different like add-ons and things. It's
1: right. Add-ons. Oh my god, I sound like like a Sims advocate <laughs> or something. But yeah, like get a basket for your bike or a bell oh, yeah. or other yeah. fancier things. That I don't know what they are, but I'm sure there are fancy add-on things <laughs> that you
2: can get for your bikes. Yes. Uh, that's the other fun thing about bikes is it's completely up to you what you want to do with it. So you can put racks on and get panniers and bags. So and maybe instead of having multiple bikes for different terrains, you have just
0: like ways to make one bike as adaptable as yes. possible. To like if you need to be carrying something or yeah, absolutely like gear shift, maybe. I don't know anything about bikes. <laughs> gear shift.
1: Yeah. That is a thing. Like, okay, yeah. so I've had a bike before and it had a gear shift thing on it. Um, But like I genuinely like that's like that's another thing like I know how to ride a bike but like that's the extent like I can pedal and like go (laughs) and get where I need to go but like things like gear shifts I had no idea but also like I guess this is probably common knowledge and I'm just dumb but like I didn't realize my bike would rust if I left it out in the rain long enough so my bike eventually rusted which is really sad
2: yeah that's a sad bike um, yeah, so like anything, it takes some some effort to learn what what it is that you have and learn how to take care of it because it could last for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first bike was a hand me down from a friend, and it was made in the seventies, and you know she's she's a heavy steel beast, but i I took her out for forty mile rides, and you know it was the the best and most exciting thing that I had done so you can do a lot with a bike, and you can do as little as you want with it, too, and still get remarkable benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always about the <laughs> the freshest, most happy <laughs> bike out there. The Jaguars of bikes. <laughs> it's more about, you know, how you feel on it and where you want to go with it. And the excitement that you can get while riding a bike will just lead you to other adventures that you didn't know mm. you would be doing. I went camping by bicycle a few, yeah, a few weekends ago, and we just packed everything in bags, rode 10 miles out, and we went camping. That's wow. something that I just never thought I would do, and it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. All by bike. <laughs> um, I don't know if, like,
0: the mega bike exists, but is the there mega a bike... bike that you would recommend as a good middle ground for someone who does like to do like outdoor rocky terrain stuff and city biking yeah just like a catch-all kind of
2: um off the top of my head it would probably be something like a surly cross check so that's uh the surly is a brand cross check is the model of bike Mm -hmm. and it it comes stock with Uh, thicker tires that can get you out to umstead and feel comfortable but you could still ride it on city streets you could still load it up with different racks and bags so you can commute with it and it's a very reliable bike Hmm. those of you listening are just getting like a full bike education i feel
0: (laughs) like like i'm just asking questions about bikes at this point versus um the event so we'll come back to that (laughs) soon but first i have one more question are bikes um the same as cars where it's like you have a make and a model or is it like you can say like or I guess there's also like types of cars like vans and stuff but like is it like this is a this category of bike yeah. or is it more like yeah. there's so many infinite types of bikes and brands <laughs> that they
2: aren't categorized both but-
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> oh no um,
2: really uh there are you know genres of bikes if you will and <laughs> um, so Mountain biking will have its own specific category, and you'll find different types of brands like Kona falling into that. And then the model would be, you know, the Process 134. Um, There are road bikes. There are hybrids, which is, you know, really what people are looking at because it does the best of both worlds. There are city cruisers, beach cruisers, (laughs) all different types of two-wheeled objects. And, yeah, yeah.
1: And so, for Cranksgiving, can we give uh, those who didn't hear your rundown from earlier just a little bit of a preview of how the will, how the event will go in terms of, you know, what happens first and yeah. where you'll end up and all that.
2: Uh, so, we are partnering with Crankarm, and we encourage uh, one o'clock registration, one thirty ride departure. You get two and a half hours to go out and shop for groceries. Come back. We weigh it all so that we could, you know, understand just how awesome you are. And we put the food out all on a table. So we (coughs) relish in the accomplishments of how awesome everybody is. And um, there will be some raffle prizes as well as accomplished, uh, like, congratulations on completing the Outer Circuit prize. And Yeah. (laughs) And then you depart knowing that all of the food is being donated to Raleigh Rescue Mission for a community in need. And there's also going to be
1: um, a limited time sort of exhibit on display in the area. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yes. Uh, We're partnering with NC Vision Zero. They're putting on a memorial exhibit at the Capitol that day. So we, well, essentially you go and you... Give a moment of thought and consideration to the people who have been injured and um, killed by cars while on their bikes. Um, it's a very touching memorial, and it's just there to remind us how fragile we are as human beings, but that we are resilient and we are brave. And I don't
1: you probably wouldn't know the numbers off the top of your head, but do you know the number of people that, you know have been, you know, hit by cars while riding bikes or anything like that?
2: You know, I wish I looked that up beforehand. Um, I, I believe they have numbers listed on their website, but I unfortunately don't have that, sorry.
1: So, and then for the food that you guys have collected in the last um, Thanksgiving that we did here in Raleigh, how much uh, food was collected last year? Uh,
2: we had over 120 cyclists bring in over 2,300 pounds of food.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> that's over a ton, right? Exactly. The measurement yeah. of a ton, not whoa. just Whoa,
1: like science.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. I was like, whoa, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's that's crazy. That's so much food. And it all goes to Raleigh Rescue Mission, correct? Yes. And is and that's a homeless shelter here in yes. Raleigh? Yeah. And so how did you guys forge that partnership? We talked a little bit about that earlier, but um, I guess why Raleigh Rescue Mission in particular versus any other shelter organization?
2: Well, there truly isn't rhyme or reason. It's a matter of we developed that relationship due to proximity because they're located downtown. And we found it to be just a very important relationship to facilitate because we could do so much in, you know, one day for this one organization. And yeah, it's been running smoothly. So that's awesome. And In terms of the numbers, I looked up
1: real quick how many people, you know, had been um, injured or killed uh, in the United States in a given year, you know, uh, on bikes, by cars. And for 2013, there were over 48,000 injuries and fatalities. So that's like injuries and fatalities combined. But that's an astonishing number. It's a lot. And so what can drivers do to make sure that they're you know, doing what they can um, to protect people that are on bikes.
2: Um, same thing as cyclists, be predictable, be visible, be respectful, and look out for each other. Uh, cyclists are around town, and it's it's a two-way street. <laughs> Metaphor. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's a two-way street in terms of Cyclists being respectful of the law and drivers being respectful of the law, and both of us looking for each other and expecting each other. I think that's the important thing is that we need to expect that there will be other people on bikes, walking, on skateboards, on, you know, those little s- skateboard hoverboard things because <laughs> yeah. technology and the future and all of that. But <laughs> it's just a matter of looking, being attentive, being respectful.
1: Definitely. And so would you mind giving us the details really quick for the event and where people can find Oaks and Spokes if they want to get involved with other events?
2: Absolutely. Uh, for Cranksgiving, we are meeting at 1 p.m., ride departure at 1.30. You get two and a half hours to ride and shop, and then you come back to Crank Arm where we will weigh all the food for the Raleigh Rescue Mission. And for more information, you can visit oaksandspokes.com. Or go to our Facebook, Oaks and Spokes, uh, well, Facebook slash Oaks and Spokes uh, for more information on Cranksgiving.
1: And so to close out, um, what would you say to anybody that, you know, is hesitant about bikes or, you know, isn't, isn't 100% converted to the, to, to the idea of bikes? What would you say to them?
2: Find that friend that will take you uh, to the next step. Uh, reach out. Let us know through Oaks and Spokes. Talk to your bike shops. Mention it. Don't hesitate to say that you are nervous because the more that we hear that, the more that we understand we need to help and facilitate uh, the community of the nervous cyclers. Definitely. Cyclists, I guess. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming. And listeners, you guys can again find more information about Oaks and Spokes at oaksandspokes.com or on their Facebook page, which is Oaks and Spokes. And if you look on the Oaks and Move Facebook page, we have included um, in our events section the Cranksgiving event page, so you can also find it that way. But stay tuned. We're going to listen to some more music before we close out for the night. Listening to 88.1 WKNC.